0: Welcome to Shopify Masters, the podcast powered by Shopify.
1: And welcome to the Bushbomb miniseries.
0: I'm Schweingester Shan, one of the hosts of Shopify Masters.
1: And I'm David Gaylord, the co-founder of Bushbomb and Shopify's merchant in residence.
0: We are so excited to bring you insights from Bushbomb's story in this six-part miniseries. We'll dive deeper into each area of the business.
1: Yeah, we'll be talking about product development, marketing, digital strategies, and so much more. So follow along, comment, and ask questions what you'd like to see. We're we're happy to do it.
0: And David, we have a very special start for the first episode. Uh, tell us, what do you have in store?
1: Yeah, I'm going to be talking with uh, my former boss um, and the chief operating officer of Shopify, Toby Shannon. Um, we dive into kind of the nitty gritty behind the business, um, some lessons learned, some kind of bad business practices, as well as some successes.
0: Amazing. Well, here it is our first episode of the mini miniseries featuring David and Toby.
2: I'm Toby Shannon. I'm the Chief Operating Officer of Shopify and I'm here with uh, David Gaylord. How you doing, David? Hey, very good. Happy to be here. And so maybe it would be helpful for you to tell everyone a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your career at Shopify and a little bit about what a bush bomb
1: is. What a bush bomb is. (laughs) Yeah. So my journey at Shopify starts probably nine years ago now. Wow. So Mm -hmm. not as an employee, but two years before I became an employee my family has a hardwood flooring store and they yeah. became a Shopify merchant right that was when it was the slime green at the right. time the admin yeah. <laughs> um I remember comparing all of Magento yeah. I, I learned all of them and then uh after I did that I joined the company in the customer service role yep at the time so yeah. that would have been six or six years ago now on my team at the time on your team yep. yeah Okay. And that was, I think the company was 700. Right. Shopify strong right. at that point. Yeah. And then uh, from there, so I joined Shopify and joined Toby's team. Yeah. Um, and slowly within the company grew into roles we started to work closer together. Yep. And, uh, it was four years ago I started, what is a Bush Bomb? Right. So I, I started the company with a partner who was also at Shopify. Yeah. And, uh, should I tell what a Bush Bomb is? Uh, Maybe before that even,
2: yeah, yeah. Save, save that fun bit for uh, later, uh, it should be noted too that Shopify is super cool on people doing side hustles mm-hmm. using our technology especially, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, did you know you wanted to start a
1: business or were you just trying to get better at doing your job? So actually, the reason I joined Shopify, yeah. like, there was other places I could have applied and yep. tried to get a job. but. I wanted to join Shopify because e-commerce I thought was really interesting and up right. and coming yeah. at the time. Okay. So the, yeah, joining Shopify was amazing because I learned everything about e-commerce, marketing, like it was really interesting. Uh-huh. And then the company, yeah. The reason we started Bush Bong, which right. is the company we'll talk about today, yeah. is externally Shopify had a build a business competition right. and with Richard Branson or the Big Island, they would be yep. the trip. Internally, we did a build-a-business competition for employees. Right. So Bushbaum started as that, right. build-a-business. So $250, well, $500, I guess, yeah. in capital. That's how you started. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, we also put a little bit more in. So total, though, I looked at this the other day. Yeah. It was like $952 okay. with right. a domain charge or whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. was what started it in right. right away.
2: Okay, so what is Bushbaum?
1: Yeah, so Bushbaum originally started as a uh, cosmetic product for mm-hmm. Freshening up down there, so yeah. it was all about scent. Because right. our my partner and his wife on their honeymoon yeah. used the product, his beard oil, and yeah. he thought maybe we should build a product you can use everywhere that smells nice. nice. And it's transition yes. not to that. Yeah. Um, Why?
2: What, what is it transition
1: to? So, so now we're more of a uh, problem solving skincare brand. Okay. So huh. we, we focus. We've just been working on this a lot lately. Is we focus on solving skin concerns that we believe the beauty industry is often ignored huh. so think about ingrown hairs razor burn yeah. chafing those kind of solutions Numbers
2: on the top of the head that's <laughs> okay. potentially so yeah that's
1: good to know so it's solving these things that mm-hmm. people don't see as big challenges but right. they're really common huh. so that's what bush palms morph to that's scent cool. is is less of a focus now can you talk a little bit about the scale of the business now yeah so so this year we're on pace we'll probably do Close to 10 to 12 million in Canadian revenue. Okay, so from
2: $900 in investment, you've gone to $10 million in revenue.
1: Yeah. In how much? Four years? Is that what you said? Roughly four years. So it's, I think, four and a half now. But wow. Yeah. And it's really been like an exponential curve every year, essentially. And, And do you sell all that through Shopify? Is there anything off Shopify? 99% of it would be on Shopify. We use like one platform for wholesale in some ways, but even our wholesale business is mostly on Shopify. Um, And we've done that all mostly to date, direct to consumer, and none none of it on mass retail, none of it like on Amazon, anywhere else. It's been all Shopify.
2: So for a big chunk of that time, you were working directly with me, right? Yeah, the first four years of that. And so we worked a lot, Mm -hmm. like we worked...
1: Eight hours, nine, 10, 12 hours yeah. a day.
2: Like, how did you have
1: time to do all this? Yeah. So the working with you is is hectic. It's a lot of work. <laughs> I, I need a, I need a lot of help. Is what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. So I guess in my role with Toby, yeah. I was the I was operations lead yeah. for a year there, yeah. and what that meant was I worked on a lot of like decks, and sure. we were presenting to yeah. different parts of the company, doing yeah. all kinds of kind of internal public facing stuff. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, my bush bomb routine, which I got into, which is not very healthy, I would say, is every morning I woke up like 6.30 and right. I worked bush bomb usually 7 to 8. Right. I worked hard on stuff. Yeah. And I, I remember I'd go to meetings and I'd be like, have to set it aside for later. And then I did a lot of tons of bush bomb at night. Yeah. And then my biggest bush bomb day was Sundays okay. for three or four hours is okay. when I got most of my good work done. So would you say an hour in the morning,
2: an hour at night?
1: Probably at least. Yeah. And then three hours on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the bush bomb time. You're still
2: looking at 13 hours a week. Yeah, 15 hours a week. Yeah, yeah.
1: So and you're not able enough. to build like a like a multi million dollar business. Yeah. And what about your partner? Um, so yeah, Tim. He he also worked at yep. Shopify and uh, yeah. So he he left quite a bit earlier, and that helped in many ways. Right. So he I focus on the marketing side and yeah. sales. And he runs the back of house, right? So he he fully left the company to do supply chain. How long ago was that? So he it would have been about uh, a year ago, maybe okay. now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, he went on pat leave, and then he ended yeah. up ex- cool. extending that. He probably had a more competent boss too. He could have. Yeah, yeah. So it was helpful, Tim, obviously doing that. Where um, actually, one part of be, running a side hustle and yeah. a full time job is. It made us have trade offs. Yep. Of what to do? So a good example was in the first year, someone said you should do wholesale, Right. and we said, you know what? No, because it's too much too much work. Work. You got to call people. You yeah. got to talk to people. So we tried to do only things we could automate in many ways. Yeah, C You can sort do of that. A, an essentialist approach. Yeah, you. just by hook and crook. Right. You got yeah. you
2: forced into that. That's cool. Exactly. Yeah. So you're still at Shopify. Mm-hmm. You've got this great business. So. All the way along, we thought it was valuable. I thought it was valuable. And
1: and maybe just unpack why you think I thought it was valuable. Yeah. So, th- for f- probably the last three years anyway, Bush Bomb has been growing and scaling. And, yeah. like you in particular, and probably a good 10 teams at Shopify would come to me with quick questions. Right. Hey, as a merchant, what do you think of this? Yeah. As a merchant, would you ever use something that does that? Right. So, those teams slowly became closer with me. And yeah. then um, so now my role is merchant in residence at the company. Yeah, so I, I work a smaller amount of time, and um, when I was quitting Shopify per se,, yeah. I told you, I said, I, I can't do this side of me that's you know, doing Shopify business, which is right. interesting, and then the marketing D to C side. Yeah. So you said, well, why don't you just do the marketing D2 C, run a business side, but mm-hmm. help Shopify along the way? Yeah, so that's that's what I do now. Well, yeah, I think what was always apparent to me is,
2: and I don't know if it was Bezos or someone talks about having like an empty chair around the boardroom for the customer. One of the things that you fulfilled, and I think you continue to fulfill as merchant in residence, is that voice of the merchant that's always prevalent in every conversation. Right. So like, I I think it's a really healthy thing to have. You know, tech talks about dog food in their company all the time, but, and, you know, my daughter used Shopify a bit, and that was sort of helpful, but not really. Like, So I'm pretty out of touch with the product in ways that you are completely in touch with. And so just grounding
1: that conversation, I think, is really right. useful for the org. What I add to that is I can be very critical yeah. and very honest, yeah. and everyone... Still likes me for it.
2: Yeah. There's, that might be a bit of you, but, but it's part of the role, right? You're like, Hey, you know, I'm telling you the truth here. It, it, you know, Shopify needs to pull up its socks when it comes to X.
1: Right? Yeah. And it's also, I think what I is kind of hidden and not part of the role yeah. is me encouraging other people to experiment with the platform right. from trying it and using right. it. Cause like now the, the more years I use Shopify, Now, the more in tune I am with it, Um, even though I might be doing different things, I understand it way better than I ever did. Yeah.
2: Okay. So if you're listening to this and you're not in Shopify, let's assume,
1: Mm -hmm. uh,
2: what can those people learn from your role in Shopify and learning how to scale? A company from like 700, when you said, to we're
1: currently over 11,000
2: people. Right. What What can you learn?
1: Yeah. So I I, a lot of people ask me like, "What did working at Shopify help you in your in your job and running your business?" And if you are someone who's trying a side hustle for the first time, you're moving into something. Yeah. um, Working at a company like Shopify was so valuable, Mm. and on the things that I didn't expect. Uh So. Like, how to run a business operationally. Right. I wouldn't expect that to be helpful. Right. It's so helpful for yeah. Shopify. Yeah. Um, say, leadership, all right. the leadership training you get at these big companies is right. phenomenal usually. Yeah. And then HR, how to how to hire people, how to train people. Right. Um, those things are, are very valuable for Bush Bomb today. Right. And then probably the most valuable thing is just how to organize a company. Because, huh. like, my, my family business is a much smaller company, yeah. so I never understood say the departments or the needs or why. Yeah. And then I worked at Shopify and I saw like the work the finance team does. Like right. I, I get it now. Right. We might not have a person who's a finance employee, but I know and appreciate like the work they do. Yeah. And then same with talent. We don't have an HR person per se, but I know like I have to be the HR person and I have to have the documents, the, the legal team, like you need to have these. Yeah. Whereas... If I just went into Bushmom, I wouldn't understand all of those right. pieces, I'd say. So let me play it back to you, because
2: I feel like you're saying, if you're right. in another company right now, pay attention, first off, to how things are structured, because that may, that may be a bit of your future, and pay attention to how things are done, because those things may be part of your future.
1: Yeah, okay. and exactly. Yeah, and if
2: you're curious, like, talk to somebody in finance about why you would do that, mm-hmm. or talk to somebody in HR.
1: Is that yeah. kind of where you're going? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And the more mm-hmm. you see business and um, some people go to a job and they think, oh, this I, I don't like this job. Right. It's not fun. You, you go every time you learn something, any company, you're going to learn right. either what not to do or what to do, sure. or you're going to learn like what a leader does and yeah. how you should act. Yeah. And, for me, yeah, Shopify was a great place to do that. But I'm mm-hmm. sure many companies will give you a similar yeah. experience. Well,
2: especially if you pay attention. Yeah, right, to
1: your point. Like, yeah. And so the good news is you never had to hide
2: your ambition of doing this. Like we were, we really encouraged it. Yeah, right? exactly. It's the best attrition for us. It's someone who uh, who leaves our employee to start a ten to
1: twenty million dollar company is probably as good as <laughs> a guest. Yeah. Um, what can we learn from you? Oh, yeah. That's a good, good question. I, I guess the one thing that I find Shopify does do well and listening to the merchant yeah. um, is understanding like the use cases people have because there's so many, right. but also understanding the things that I don't understand I need yet. Because right. say two years ago, I didn't understand. That how important data would become for me. Huh. And now data is becoming much more important and I'm starting to dig into like it more. Yeah. And the piece that Shopify has to somehow figure out and I think is trying is what are like the next things? Right. Like I know Headless was announced right. and the new section's everywhere. So it's like getting ahead of the things I don't know I need yet. Right. So for me, I'm trying to, how do I give those to the company? It's really hard. Um, and then the other piece on, on what to learn is I think Shopify really has to. Shopify and many of the employees are are very high level of what's yeah. going on, right? And I think it's really hard to dig down into like the very detailed bits of what running a business is. Sure. And a good example would be Facebook ads. Yeah. Like right now, I can tell you like what's going on and like the nitty gritty details, the struggle that many businesses are having. Yeah. Um, and I think Shopify from entrepreneurs needs to pull down a level and see like the nitty gritty. So then they can pull it back to like what they need to build. Um, Whereas that's maybe a piece that it's, it's just really hard to pull that info always up. Sure. you got to talk to a lot of merchants. Essentially. If you had the proverbial magic wand, what's the thing
2: about Shopify you would change to make it better for your business?
1: There, there are a few things that I think a lot of people in my seat would say one is landing pages. um, and well, what happened three years ago at Bomb is landing pages and the apps and the software elsewhere yeah. wasn't very good, right. I found anyway. And, and, and sorry, just so I play it back to so yeah. understand, a landing page that
2: may start a specific campaign if you're like from a, a geo or you're... Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah, if right. you
1: think of how we use them is you've got uh, our, say, Facebook ads, yeah. you've got our Google ads... Every one of these ads is going to a landing page somewhere. Got it. And that landing page is much more aggressive and it'll sell someone yeah. much better than our homepage or yeah. our collections page. Yeah. So those right now are arguably one of the most important pieces of our business because huh. they make our engine run yeah. and our marketing work. Um,
2: you A-B test each one relentlessly, I assume. We've just learned how to
1: do that, yeah. but yes. Yeah. So yeah. now we're, we're really like building A-B tests for almost every landing page, all the words on yeah. them. Um, so that right now yeah. is a huge thing that... I wish I could do natively in Shopify, and I think with sections everywhere, it'll change that. Um, And I would pay for that. Like I would pay. I currently pay for it Mm. elsewhere, so I would pay much more for that in Shopify. Yeah, interesting. Um, So landing page is a big one, and then data is so challenging. Right, and I'm working with like Google Analytics and Google Optimize now, as we can A/B test. But uh, when I first started, data was pretty irrelevant. Right. And now data is something that I'm struggling with a lot.
2: And does that just have to do with your scale now? You've got so much stuff going on, you need the data, whereas before it was more of your intuition or...
1: Yeah. And early on, like the only data that really was matter- mattered was like, can I get sales? Right. Can I sell more? Yeah. Whereas now we put a lot of money into a new product launch. So right. like a new product might cost us 300K to launch. Yeah. And pretty quickly, I want to know how many people are repeat buying right. and then how many people are repeat buying other products and all of those metrics to yep. kind of how much money do we get back at a certain point? Yeah. Because it's, yeah, it's so, a bit bigger now. So just the
2: physics of your business, is it predicated on repeat buy or is it upsell, cross sell? Like what, or is it first buy? Like maybe walk me through your funnel of like what's the most crucial thing.
1: Yeah. So I, I think... As a business, one of the most important metrics is repeat Yeah, because it's a good assignment of are you a good product? Yeah. So if you don't have a good repeat rate, you might not have a good business that'll last. So that's a a really important metric. So yeah, for us, we do spend a lot in advertising and then we know we get them in the door and we have a really good repeat. Yeah. So we know we get the repeat rates and then questions we don't know is will they buy other products that we're introducing right which is like a new challenge are are you public with your customer acquisition costs um not not really but like depending on the channel it it ranges so like as far as a business model we'll probably spend between depending on the channel 16 and 30 dollars on customer acquisition yeah Yeah. and our model is upsell and make sure people have what we call routines yeah so generally, for a skin concern, we don't have we don't have a single product. Mm-hmm. We we do have single products, but our goal is for healthy skin. You want to have a routine, right? right. So for the customer, it's good because they'll solve their solution that they yeah. need. But also for us, it's good because then they're on a routine and it's more subscription based. And from and that's just where I was going to go. Actually, do we help you? Uh, fit those
2: routines like do we have a subscription solution that maps to most customers routines yeah
1: Mm. Well, there's there's many subscription players we can use now and shopify is enabling it which is great and we're we don't have subscriptions built in yet but we're planning on launching that like later this year um i don't know the met this is part where shopify could help actually is i'm making these decisions of like i need to launch subscriptions but i i'm trying to find at some point Someone will tell me, I don't know where it is or in Shopify hey, you have a repeat rate of X percent and you have this metric and this metric. It looks like you're a perfect business for subscriptions and you should launch here. And right now we don't
2: offer that level of data diagnosis.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I'm kind of stuck looking around, talking Transfer to people. Yeah. 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 Which is, is the hardest part. Off the
2: top of your head, do you know roughly what a what the repeat subscription rate is? Is it like once a month people repurchase, once a quarter, once a year?
1: I'm not sure. Right. E- Even a good question for us is how, how long does the bottle last? Right. It's it's a hard question to answer and we will dive into a hundred accounts and look and make our assumption, but that's a metric that doesn't seem to exist. And, and like for entrepreneurs out there, my suspicion
2: is like that is the question. You don't have to ask it right now because of your CAC at twenty bucks, mm-hmm. let's say. So you're like because maybe even your first sale covers that. Is that would that yeah. be accurate? Right? Yeah. So it's all kind of gravy after that. But if your if your CAC was 150 bucks, mm-hmm and your product cost was like say 35 then that became that becomes a super germane question yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and
1: the world of like i've learned a lot now about venture capital and yeah. how much money you get and a lot of companies were raising huge amounts of money and their key assumption was oh we know the ltv will be more because right. metric. Right. whereas a lot of them turned out not to be the case
2: and, and do you have a, a ltv
1: lifetime value yep. yeah 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 that's what we do have yeah um so it's it's actually, interestingly enough, on Shopify, yeah. one year, I think it was last year, we launched bundles. Yeah. So we just made bigger kits with more okay. products in them. And we doubled our LTV um, by doing that. Beautiful. Yeah. Just, I never thought, like, kitting bundles, bigger card value, it made a huge difference. And did difference. the product help in any way to do that? Or was that just your own decision? Just a decision yeah. to try it, and yeah. it. Also looking at others, what people have done.
2: And does your LTV go up every year? Have you noticed that? Like- yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: we've, we've seen LTV, as we launch more products, gradually go up. Right. And we, we've also launched, for the first time, as a, it was kind of a risk at the time, uh, a trimmer, which right. has a much higher car value. So it, right. it was the cost of our old LTV. Right. Yeah, yeah. I so can imagine.
2: Because <laughs> it's an actual device. So yeah. You
1: know, instead of a bottle full of... Full of oil. Suns,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah. And so are you making that thing work?
1: Yeah, no, it's going really well. Oh, so wow. it, it was a risk because we thought... We, do we know in facebook ads people yeah. talk about it is can you sell something that's higher value yep because it's a pretty quick purchase yeah. you're not sure so no it's worked out really well cool. i was skeptical for a while but yeah i yeah, know it's turned out yeah great
2: right. for the folks listening david what are a few critical things that they should consider
1: yeah so for me the one thing that i grew into slowly was mentorship in many ways okay so mm-hmm. working with uh, yourself yeah. so I don't, I don't know if well, you can actually, you should chat a little bit about your entrepreneurship before Shopify. Right. So I've been at
2: Shopify for about 12 years, I guess. Yeah. Uh, 11 full-time. Uh, before that, I was a serial entrepreneur. Most of the companies failed. That's the nature of entrepreneurship. One of them that worked that people might know was a little kit that you spit in, you get DNA from. Mm-hmm. I helped a bunch of folks in Ottawa start that up in uh, 2003. Uh, But if you've taken a 23andMe test, you've spit in one of those kits. So that was successful. But um, I spent a long time starting things that didn't work. And uh, in fact,
1: I I found you learn equal from the things that don't work as the ones that do, you know? Yeah. And that, so on the mentorship side, I don't know if people listening will know this, but you were a mentor for me for a long time as we worked together at Shopify and the company encourages you to kind of start your own business, do your own thing. And that for me is a, a person going through most of it for the first time right. just having yeah. someone and a few other people to talk to totally. helped a lot and yeah. alleviate the stress i would say yeah
2: yeah i had a similar relationship with a bunch of different people uh people who invested in me early on who helped me out immeasurably i ended up hiring one of those people who was ended up being one of our both of our mentors, right. Roy. right, right. Yeah. Like, so it's like, getting a good mentor somebody to spitball ideas somebody to sort of kick your ass actually if you're doing the wrong thing and someone just to talk to who's done it before yeah. is incredibly useful I, I can't recommend that enough yeah
1: and we're we're right now i have another mentor who i meet with every week we do breakfast now yeah and nice. we talked about hiring yep. and uh, i don't know if it's the, your team you're on you get surrounded by people who if everyone agrees you kind right. of all go the same direction right and then at breakfast the question is someone who doesn't agree yeah. you hear a different opinion and oh. that that's helped kind of shape how we do things so um, and some somebody who's not as close to the business that's yeah. helpful too right yeah. yeah i have two consultants we work with now who are yeah. much more away of the business yeah. and they one we meet quarterly yeah. and it's just advice from the industry that we never thought of right. um and right. yeah like the i don't think we'd be able to have scaled without some of the mentorship side Yep. yep. so the the one thing it's it's so interesting. It was actually Roy connected yeah. us with Sheldon is his name. He's a, uh, CFO for hire. Yeah. Yeah. And he gave this one piece of advice. I talked quickly for not even 10 minutes about our supply chain issues. Yeah. Um, last year with COVID huge supply chain issues. And he asked simple questions. He said, what's your most expensive raw good? And we said, Oh, it's this one. And then he said, okay, what takes the longest to get? And right. he said, okay. And then he said, what's the cheapest raw good? Right. And I said, Oh, it's this one. And he said, okay, it sounds like your cheapest raw good is also your, the longest to get. Right. So we said, you should buy a lot of it up front and yeah. how it warehouse it and then it'll yeah. make your supply chain a lot, that lot faster. Yeah. And that 10 minute phone call, it, it's really saved our business this year because right. we we went from 1.8 million to mm-hmm. 10 million. And without that piece of advice, we would have been sold out half the year. Right.
2: Yeah. So it doesn't take a lot, right? You know, if you're a careful listener and you've got somebody who understands your business, people who have the experience are super invaluable. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully Sheldon charged you like 11 points on the dollar.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It really was one of the best, quickest pieces of advice we've ever received. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, What did you learn just by watching Shopify?
2: Again, 700 to 11,000. Like we scaled systems and technology and processes and people. What what did you learn there?
1: Yeah. I, I think actually what's interesting about Shopify for me was um, how many business models exist? Yeah. So oh. I was like, I was very attuned to the different teams. Right. And I think actually seeing the different business models was helpful. Yeah. It's all like, like SaaS. Right. Um, you see the app and partner platform, yeah. which is a totally different business model. Right. You see SFN; they're, they're building it out with a very specific business model to that industry. Right. Um, you see things like the retail team. Right. And it was funny in the early days of Shopify; they're a merchant. They're a merchant out of Shopify selling the retail hard readers right. and they were always sold out right and I thought, that's the merchant business model yeah, like they're yeah, yeah. sold out Sure. so to me seeing the different business models it was the first time i'd ever witnessed like what right. SaaS was yeah and that helped me right. understand things that were out there right um and then the numbers of shopify it was fascinating to see just how big things are right. and how much you can you can scale and grow things and Yeah, just being inside seeing that was helpful. I'm sure you learned like how important
2: support was because you spent so much time there, realizing that that can really mess things up or make things better. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, And we've got now actually, I learned a lot about sales. Yeah, even though we weren't really a sales team, but I was exposed to a lot of people who thought that way. Yeah. Um, And yeah, now we're actually growing out a sales team, so it's now I can apply some of the things I learned.
2: And SaaS, of course, software as a service, is a subscription model, right? And so that's probably prompted you
1: to to look at subscriptions in a similar way. and think about it that way. And also someone said um, subscription businesses get a higher valuation. So I thought, oh, I wonder if that's a good idea for us. Because the residual effect of you buy a customer once and they continue, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then the other side of it too that I just think of now is Shopify exposed me to um, you see many businesses off Shopify right. get these huge valuations. They grow. They, they go public. Right. They, there's all these businesses that are Shopify merchants that are, that have become wildly successful. Yeah. And as someone at Shopify, I would always see it and right. I'd understand. Then I'd research and I'd read why they did right. that. And then mom we're not in the place where we want to sell the business at all. Right. But now I understand what's, Important to make a business more valuable, yeah. and a lot of it is just organization. Obviously, sales right. and profits and things like that. But the Shopify
2: ecosystem has spun off several publicly traded companies. For example, what, what's the long term plan for bush bomb
1: do, do you think you guys have a interest in going public or not going public? I've never thought that far ahead. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that we're trying to figure out is, for the first time this year, we built our roadmap for three mm-hmm. years Try because it. in skincare cosmetics it takes. Nine to eighteen months to do a product. Okay, so okay. it's it's a long time. So we're getting really ahead of our roadmap. And those are that's two product iterations, basically that you're thinking ahead for three years, right? Two or three? Yeah. Oh, many more. So we're trying okay. to launch a product every quarter. Oh, say, okay. wow. Yeah. So you always have a cycle of products yeah, yeah. going on. Huh. Um. So yeah, right now we're in a phase where I think we're just excited to grow. Yeah. And get to diversifying our channels a little more because we're I think big enough now to start yeah. doing that, and then. Yeah, as far as like selling the business, right. It's something we've we've talked about, but have no like intentions right right now, because yeah. Um, yeah, in my mind, we are so early in our journey with like what we can be that uh, yeah. yeah, we just want to build out the right team and then go from there. So on the journey from
2: zero revenue to ten million, what was the biggest impediment that you hit, and how did you get over it?
1: Yeah, um, probably the hardest thing is. Um, finding your your market fit. Okay. So for us it's pretty clear in the sales if you go by actual years. So first year you go $2500 in sales. Second year 32,000. Yep. Yeah. Third year 112,000. Okay. Fourth year fourth year we found product market fit and okay. we did 150,000 but we were sold out for 6 months. Right. So then the next year, we did that was when we did 1.8 million and yeah. that was cuz we knew what sells to people and, and what our product solves and you start solving like logistics supply chain yeah inventory so yeah. as soon as you find out okay we know this is going to sell yeah and we know like say cac of this yeah that's when we could scale right. and then that's to me that's the hardest challenge to overcome because huh. once you do all the other ones are they're hard challenges like yeah. if you sell out you know you need supply chain yeah. whatever but you might never sell out if you never find the, yeah, the yeah. product market fit. And how did you how did you find product market fit? Like talk a little bit about that. So probably the best thing we ever did that anyone almost anyone could do is we did a Etsy show. So, yeah. but it could be your local market or whatever right. it is. And the best thing ever at the time was we just talked to a bunch of people, and then you heard the words that sold and the words that didn't. Really? So like a word cloud of talking to real people. Yeah. So like the oh. first. People would come in and we'd say, oh, we're here, we're bush balm. we're pubic oil. Yeah, And people would go, I don't know, that's a pass and they'd move yeah. on. And then over the weekend, we talked more and more and we came up with new words. And yeah. then by the end of the weekend, we said, bikini line skincare. Yeah. And people said, okay, I, I know it. exactly what that is. Yeah. yeah, And then we've iterated and iterated, but yeah, yeah that just talking that weekend, yeah. we realized if we did an ad that said pubic oil or pubic care, no one wanted it but bikini line skincare is very bikini positive line skincare, yeah. yeah yeah, it is very positive yeah
2: huh very cool yeah. and so you would you recommend going down talking to real people because you get i guess you get more real
1: at bats because you see their face too right yeah exactly like, yeah and you can you can send a survey to people for sure but you're reading it yeah. as soon as you're in a moment with someone. Yeah. You hear their honest take, I and love it. yeah, that changes things.
2: It, you know, we don't need to. It's a little bit the same as merchant residence, right? Like you're sitting in the chair telling people the truth. It's harder to ignore. You know, you yeah. can ignore a survey where ten thousand people tell you something, but one person turning up their nose at what you're building it can make a difference. Yeah, exactly.
1: And the other thing too is a survey might tell you a story that you make up in your yeah, head sure. at Shopify and. Right. I can quickly say, oh, they probably read it this way. And then they go, oh, "Oh, maybe that's something different. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, Yeah. that's uh, for sure. Do you have any projections of
2: revenue for the next three years that you're interested in sharing, or is it Um,
1: or not really? I say if you were to say revenue of bush bomb and just assume every year will double, yeah, for the next three four years is the plan.
2: You worked with me long enough to know that every time a big number like revenue doubles, like everything breaks. Yeah, right. So your your people, your process,
1: all your systems, your technology. What are you? How are you thinking about all those things breaking? Um, So right now the thing that's breaking is there's people side nice, right. on product development for sure and growing that quicker because yeah. there's a lot of pressure from especially if you're trying to release once a quarter Yeah, so yeah. The, the people are breaking there and then the thing that's also happening is uh, technology is breaking Yeah, and a lot of it's not even not Shopify in general right. we're, we're running pretty smoothly it's the, the data infrastructure around it um, we have to get ERPs for kind of mass retail yeah. um, we have to now do more project management than ever yeah. there's actual projects we're doing that just don't live in someone's head. Yeah. So all of that technology is kind of breaking huh. us. Um, there's so many systems we've got to go into, and then yeah, the, the part that's going to be a new uh, as we get to a new level, to like say 20 million in revenue. Yeah. Our team is going to be at least twice as big. Yeah. How big is it now? Um, right now we're we're I believe six full time employees yeah. and five or six consultants. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're we're about to hire. Actually, we just hired another employee. We're, we're about to hire probably two more by the end of the year and then if all goes well on the sales side of it yeah. we, we will grow that as fast sure. as we possibly can
2: and what's the thing you think you're worse at? you're gonna hire for
1: um, I would say we have a whole on is yeah. cosmetics and skincare and industry right so right now we brought on a lot of consultants to really help Yep. us understand the industry better, yeah. and what conferences you go to, and meeting and networking. Yeah, so that's one piece, and Fun. then also on the 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 marketing side. At one point, I might become the I might not be smart enough, right? Is maybe my fear. Yeah, and so far I've I've made it work, and we figured it out, and we scaled. Be You're
2: best at probably. You think? Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: like digital marketing. Like, say, Facebook ads, email yeah. automation, Google ads, right. Snapchat ads. Like, that's my bread and butter. Yeah. But at one point, maybe my level of knowledge isn't enough in yeah. that area. Yeah. And are you the CEO? Yeah. So I am I would be CEO and yeah. Tim would be CPO. Yeah. So he's he's in charge of product. Great. And he, he's hired someone on to help him right Great. now. And then he needs at least one or two more people.
2: So with six full-time employees, you just hire another one. You've got about five part-time employees so you're you're right you know you know me i'm a 10 humans make a team so you've got like a you got the like the rough skeleton of a team here how what's the culture of the place in these 10 people
1: yeah so in the in the early days it was um, me tim and rachel right. we were the three that came in and uh, actually so i worked full time at but at Shopify yeah. and Rachel worked full-time at Bush bomb, right? So she worked in my apartment. She yeah. was in the living room and I was in the den. So I was at Shopify doing my yeah. calls. I'd go for a coffee and her and I would chat about business, Bush bomb, and I'd go back to Shopify. Yeah. So that, that was probably a good three months. We did that. Right. And then now we've recently, we've got an office. So there's uh, there's five of us usually in the office every day, kind of working together. And, um, Uh, I'm very... um, Now I think more about culture because before I, I didn't understand it as much. And because really, yeah, it's only five people in. Right. And... It's right. Yeah. Now it's really, really important for how we build it. Yeah. Um, and I'm, that's probably one of my weaknesses. But huh. luckily, I think there's other people on the team who is their greatest strength. Right. So they pull up people and I kind of follow their lead in that right. way. Huh. Um, cool. Yeah.
2: So, so Shopify, we, we like to think we're a culture of learning, of curiosity and of risk taking are you guys embracing some of those characteristics? Or? Yeah.
1: Especially on like the failures and yeah. people say vulnerability, but sure. I just say being honest, yeah, like yeah. what we, what we screw up. And sure. so we yeah, we're really good. Uh, like a good example of say operations and culture and yeah. feedback and yeah. learning is we have a Monday call that runs the business. Right. So every week we hop in this Monday call and generally it's, um, like what's coming up, yeah. but also a lot of it's learning what didn't work the week before. Right. Or people will ask, like, "Hey, why do we do this?" And then I'll have to say, "Oh, that was something I did three years ago that we should probably not do anymore because I made this mistake." So we often, especially on marketing, talk about like the things that failed, right? Because if huh. otherwise, people will just keep repeating them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're pretty good to be open like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at Shopify, there's a lot of Openness about failure, which is good. Well, what's your biggest failure so far? Would you Bush say? bomb? Yeah. Um, probably the biggest yeah. one ever was we bought a product and then we had 10,000 bottles, our biggest purchase order of all time mm-hmm. at the time, and all of them leaked. Right. Yeah. So we had to figure out what to do and it ended up being, it was, we had to get, a, uh, instead of a one millimeter um, insert We yeah. had to get a two millimeter right. right so that was all it was we changed it but that meant i had to take the insert out of every single ten thousand lid and put it in the new How one long left it? Um, luckily i did it over time but to do that that would take at least a week of right. doing it yeah so but i did it over a year probably to sell <laughs> all of those but yeah that was an early learning a good learning for scale yeah. operations and the environment right was we bought boxes that were rigid. Right. And we started that early on. They were beautiful, like beautiful yeah. boxes. But what it meant was when they shipped to us from the factory, they took a full container because oh, right. they were so full of air. Right. So that was something we learned. Like, let's make them smaller, they yeah. can fold, they can travel better. And also when you ship it to main, somewhere, the smaller they are, the cheaper the shipping. Right. Yep. Also, like the less Cardboard you use, less plastic yeah, you use, the yeah. better for the environment. It's good all around. Um, yeah. So it was, that was a good learning. And the learning was when we shipped a product, our shipping supplier said, Hey, like, do you realize when you 10X this, you're going to be full, it's going to be ships. It's not going to be a container, it's going to be ships. Yeah. So you probably should stop doing this. Right, right. And we thought, okay, yeah, we don't want to ship ships. We <laughs> um, want smaller packages. Yeah, yeah. So what would you like to accomplish as Shopify's merchant in residence? Yeah. So for the next kind of few years, I think one big piece would be education. Uh And um, I think the team at Shopify does an excellent job with education for merchants. The only piece that I want to really help accelerate is very specific education. And get more into the tactics. So mm-hmm. you'll see a few more sessions on Facebook ads and kind of the structures and the, the learnings that we've, we've had along mm-hmm. the way. So I would like to share more of that with, uh, with merchants um, in Shopify, kind of thinking about joining Shopify. And then the other piece too is I love talking to the product teams. Right. And the product teams are, in, in my opinion, I think every merchant will say this. Over the years, it ebbs and flows with how much you love Shopify right. and how much you're disappointed in Shopify, right. um, which I think is healthy. Yeah. And right now, I am like really excited by the roadmap, yeah. And I, I just want to be a part of it, nudging it in different ways, yeah. or providing feedback to make it better. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's the the next plan. And on this podcast, you'll hear um, three or four different episodes on very tactical things, which I love to dive into. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, Toby, thanks for, thanks for doing this. Yeah. Thanks
2: for continuing to be our merchant in residence and telling us uh, the hard truth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks for checking out the mini series. with more episodes to come, please follow along and comment any suggestions you might have.
0: So we'll see you in the next episode where we'll be chatting about all things product development.